You said Y-E-S to buying an HDB flat together. Now, there's another three letters to take note of. I-L-Y? <laughs> I know, B-T-O. No, H-F-E. You need a valid HDB flat eligibility letter if you're applying for your BTO flat. It takes about a month to process your HFE application. So, if you haven't gotten an HFE letter, apply at homes.hdb.gov.sg. That's H-O-M-E-S dot H-D-B dot G-O-V dot S-G. The best mix of music. This is Class 95. Hey, it's Yasmin. Now, Christopher Nolan, director extraordinaire, has a biographical thriller out. It's called Oppenheimer, which is about the invention of the atomic bomb and the man behind it, Robert Oppenheimer. Now, I flew up to New York City to interview Christopher Nolan himself, who not only directed the movie, but also wrote the script for it, together with some of the cast, Killian Murphy, who plays Robert Oppenheimer, together with Emily Blunt and Matt Damon. So, Chris, why did you feel that this was an important story that needed to be told? I mean, I really come at my subjects from the point of view of how exciting is the story? How engaging is it? And Oppenheimer's story, as I learned more about it through reading the book American Prometheus, from which it's adapted, his story is one of the most dramatic, if not the most dramatic I've ever encountered. It's far more sort of exciting and suspenseful and unexpected than than anything you've come up with as, as fiction. And so I was first drawn to it for that reason. And then as you go through the process of, of writing the script, making the film, casting the film, working together, with the actors, you start to feel the resonances in the real world. In today's world, how does his story resonate? And I think that there are so many ideas to do with technology, the possible unintended consequences of unleashing a new technology on the world. We're all very keyed into and very keenly aware of right now. So his story only grew in terms of importance and engagement for me over the, the course of time I've been working on it. Killian, tell us about your version of Robert Oppenheimer. It was very clear from the beginning, you know, we're not making a documentary, we're not trying to do an impression. Inevitably, it's a kind of a synthesis of Chris's script, all the research that I did prior to the shoot, and of course, inevitably, you bring something of yourself to it, I suppose. And what do you hope for this version of Robert Oppenheimer would be to the audience? I really hope that the movie provokes people. I hope that it asks questions of people. I, I don't think it should. we should be sort of prescriptive or give answers, but I, I do think the people that have seen it have been, you know, it, 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 it elicits this very strong reaction from people. It did. Really conflicting emotions. It, yeah, that yeah. seems to be the case. Yeah. What is the Oppenheimer story about to you? Oh, well, I think it's it's a huge story. There's so many huge kind of moral and ethical questions being asked in it, and it's almost kind of paradoxical. And it's a story of America in the 20th century, mm. but it's also very relevant, I think, to what's happening in the world today. I think if you have any interest in geopolitics, you'll know why. So, Chris, I understand that Robert and Kitty, his wife, uh, their last remaining child is still alive today. Did you manage to speak to him to get an insight into the man? I was able to speak to his son and talk to the Charles Oppenheimer in, in general terms about you know what we were doing, and he knew the book that I was adapting. I was also able to speak to Edward Teller's grandson and get some small insights. Ultimately, my source was American Prometheus, which is a book that was researched and written over 25 years and is very, very comprehensive. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning book. And so it gave me it gave me a lot of confidence in terms of having the material and an understanding of the characters to, to work with. But ultimately, Oppenheimer himself, he was an enigmatic figure, very hard to pin down, a lot of contradictory opinions about him. And I'm not making a documentary. 
I have a responsibility to interpret and give my dramatic interpretation of him as a character and the events that he's involved with. Uh, and so, you know, this is my attempt to do that. If Oppenheimer were alive today, would there be a question that you would like to ask him? Oh my goodness. I mean, so many, really. He said so much, particularly in his later life, about the issues he was involved with. But he had a way of speaking that he would say a lot without necessarily revealing much about his, his own opinions, which made his story very interesting to me. Often what he was saying about what he thought was very different to the way he appeared to be acting. Mm. That makes for a very interesting protagonist of, of a film. But it would be interesting. I mean, it would be incredible to sit with him in real life and try and actually gain some intimate understanding of, of what he really felt about what he'd been involved with. As I say, my film and Killian's performance is an interpretation. But yeah, he was a, an elusive figure. So Christopher Nolan is all about the details, right? Every single thing has a place and a purpose. I I mean, even the extras were real scientists. Were there any details during the shoot that sort of floored you? Well, the book was very dense that this is based on, and Chris knew it so thoroughly. And his adaptation, the script that we were working from, was so good. And mm. so in all of that detail, because that's the exact right observation, he's so specific about everything. He's so knowledgeable about everything. So we would review those details before every scene, like what do we need to get in here? He understood all the dynamics between the scientists between the military and the scientists and all of our interpersonal dynamics with Oppenheimer and I think it's so rare to see movies made at this scale and Chris does it again and again where the acting is always so good in his movies mm. because he really understands all of those dynamics and how to put his actors in a position to succeed and this movie I think has one of the great screen performances of all time and when we started Chris said this is all about Oppenheimer yeah. Like, I need you guys to be in support of this central character, and that's kind of the mission. And watching Killian and Chris build that performance together, it was just amazing. Mm. And, and that's what makes the movie work. But even though it's about Oppenheimer, I feel that each and every one of you shone, and it wasn't like anybody was a throwaway. No, 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 no for no, sure. No one, no but, one. But it's all in he, service. He of, sort of wanted these big, and Oppenheimer did have these kind of big personalities around him, and he was so enigmatic, and Killian's the perfect actor to play this duality of that man at every turn but he had a very fiery wife he had this pretty blustering brusque relationship with um, Matt's character and then you've got the sort of Machiavellian side of Robert Downey's character and so that he, he created very colorful characters around Killian's enigmatic quality and so it was just a joy to be bouncing boards so that, him, so that yeah know. so that Killian could sit at the center right and just hold quietly the whole movie. Yeah, and yeah. sort of it was so awesome yeah he cares about everything single aspect of the movie he was obsessed about my hair for example about really about Oppenheimer's hair because his hair changed quite dramatically over the movie so for some reason Chris became obsessed about it not just the hat the hair as well the hat and the hair yeah yeah this is a huge A-list cast are there any anecdotes that you could share that happened during filming honestly it was like it was such a fast shoot and I was working so hard I just we used to go home and go to bed you know the cast is sublime outrageously talented and I had a lot of fun work, working with them you know I knew Emily from before working with her so I think I'm very proud of our scenes together but in terms of one hilarious anecdote I'm afraid I can't dredge that up well it is a pretty serious movie yeah but you gotta have a lot of fun I, I enjoy having fun on set, you know, I think it's important if you're going to go to these kind of darker places. Mm. Now, if Christopher Nolan was a scientist, is he not? I feel like he is, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? What sort of scientist would he be? 
That's a good question. Um, he really understands the science, you know. That, you know, you can see that in all of his films. I think if you look at Interstellar or Tenet or even Inception, you know, he really understands it. I think he's kind of got an engineering brain. I think he's probably the most <laughs> intelligent person I know. He's outrageously smart. So it's great to work with someone that really, really understands it because us actors, we're never going to have a pure understanding of quantum mechanics. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. You know? But I think he does. So he would be a quantum scientist? I think he probably could. He, he's, he can do so many things, that guy. It's ridiculous. Be uh, Oppenheimer. I, I think he'd be Oppenheimer. Yeah. I think he's an engineer. You know, Matt said that before, and I think it's so true. His, his, his engineering brain, it's why the structure of his films are so sort of mind-bending, and yet they work. Like, the way Chris Nolan thinks and sees the world is outside of what most of us can manage to comprehend. In fact, I've read two of his scripts, Interstellar and Oppenheimer, and in each case, I finished it and said, that's one of the best things I've ever read. I have no idea how you're going to shoot it. Yeah. I'm really excited that I'm going to get to be there to watch because I, I, I don't know how, to shoot, how to shoot that. Right, and when you watched him work, what's going on in your mind? Were there moments you're like, wow, I, I didn't imagine that this is how you're going to do it? What's funny is it seems so kind of pedestrian when he does it because he makes the really difficult look easy and mm. he and Emma his producer have thought about everything in such detail so far in advance that the, the working environment is actually really relaxed it almost feels casual and I think that's by design because it allows his actors to remain relaxed and kind of open to their performances and what's happening and not to feel too rigid and yeah the environment's like actually a great mm. really wonderful one to work mm. in five words to describe the movie <laughs> five words just five uh, I think it's intense I think it's paradoxical I think it's emotional and I think it's troubling but I think it's also very engaging Absolutely. and that's what we look for in, in movies and in stories we tell in cinema oh goodness me probably got 20 but you've got five uh, <laughs> I'd say thrilling intense rewarding how many is that three Okay, exciting, provocative. We'll, we'll come up with five. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, bone shattering. Ooh, good one. Go on. Um, thrilling. <laughs> um, confronting. You got one more diamond. Come on. Masterpiece. <gasps> Catch Oppenheimer, preferably in IMAX because it's filmed in large film format, directed and screenplay by Christopher Nolan, starring Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, and Josh Hartnett. It's really good. This is the best mix of music. Class 95. A station of Media Corp, Singapore's number one radio network.